welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Hi, hello, hey, how are you? <laughs> What's going on, Ange? <laughs> Man, nothing. Just living our Star I, Wars life. Yeah, I cover all the bases, like, hi, hello there, hey, hey, all that, you know? Hey, hey's got probably my favorite, because, yeah. you know. Bobby Frick. We like Bobby Frick in this house. Um, okay. So if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. This is a Star Wars podcast to discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it, and we talk about it. So we got a fun show today, so we're going to recap episode 10 of The Bad Batch, Common Ground, which is really good, but up top, we want to talk about what just released on, well, let's see, so this is Saturday, July 3rd, they dropped a sneak peek preview of Star Wars Visions. So if you're not familiar with this, Star Wars Visions is a collection of nine short films, anthology films that are all Japanese anime style. So it's really exciting stuff. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with this whole concept idea. So there are nine studios, uh, Japanese studios involved in this project. I'm sorry, there's seven. I'm sorry, seven studios and nine short films. So the they had a video of kind of some behind the scenes concepts, ideas, and it looked really stunning. I liked like it it really is awesome to see how Star Wars and this anime style really does work and it works really well from what they were showing from this video. Um so the nine films are called The Duel. Um, the other one um, is called, I think it's L-O-P and Ocho. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Apologize if I mispronounce it. The other one is Tatooine um, Rhapsody. We have The Twins, The Elder, The Village Bride, uh, Akari. Again, mispronounce that. I apologize. Uh, then we have a T.O.B. one. And then the last one is called the ninth Jedi. So a lot of stuff, a lot of cool images that they were showing through this, this whole idea, um, was, has been really, I guess, going on for a while. And they, Lucasfilm told these studios that they are not held to Canon. So they are letting these, these studios do whatever, kind of comes to them not holding them to any type of canon or whatnot which is really exciting because i think that gives them freedom to do what they want and the visions of these studios to come to life so i'm i'm super excited about this i i loved it andrea your thoughts what did you think about this whole visions and all that yeah i was really excited about visions when we first heard about it uh, back when they kind of released all the information on all the new shows and content that's coming out. Yeah, yeah, that was what, maybe December of last year, even before Yeah, I that? think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love Japanese-style animation. I don't watch it as much as I probably should, but it's just the style of animation I gravitate to anytime I see it. It just looks fascinating to me. It's, like, really bold and um, just, like, exciting. And then it can be, like, soft and... 
and like have humor behind it too. It's just amazing. Like the different, like it has different genres within anime, but it all is anime. You know, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Just like there's like different styles of Star Wars, (laughs) but you know, all throughout. So I think it's great that Lucasfilm decided to um, explore out and actually use animation studios that are already established to create these stories. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Instead of just like having like, you know, Lucasfilm animation or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think it's great that they're allowing like authentic uh, Japanese animation creators to tell the star wars stories that they always wanted to tell i thought it was awesome in the video how um a lot of the creators were like they never thought they would be able to work on star wars or do a star wars story in in anime so i think that's awesome as well too i mean star wars has a lot of japanese influence the lightsabers with like samurai swords the jedi's garb is just like a samurai's garb so it, it fits perfectly but strangely enough it's just something we've haven't ever seen so i mean we've seen it a little bit there's a few novels that are um anime or were like transitioned into anime like lost stars so we've seen it a little bit but not in this medium so i think it's going to be really awesome to see it as like short films shows things like that yeah it's and you're totally 100 right like the kawasaki films were huge inspirations for george and we even see that obviously through Dave Filoni when he did the Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian um, in season two, huge, huge inspiration. So it only it, it's all it's it's like this only makes sense for them to do something like this. Like it was, I mean, it it connects so well. Just kind of the storytelling that George was telling and his inspirations, it goes with this type of animation, this type of storytelling through this type of um, art. And I, I can't wait because I, I think it's going to be fascinating. I'm super glad, and I don't know about you, I'm super glad that they're not obviously holding them to any type of canon. Like, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, tell I think the story. Cool. Yeah, they can tell the story they want, their vision in these short films. So they're all dropping on September 22nd. So my birthday month is going to be lit. Can't, can't wait. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. And then it looks like, so short films, my, my understanding, kind of my research of what this kind of means, maybe like 10 to 15 minutes per short film, maybe, maybe longer, who knows, but that's awesome. Like I I can't wait. And I, I'm hoping you know, if you look on Twitter, a lot of people are very excited for it. I, I'm very excited. I know you're very excited for it. So I hope this turns into not just, oh, that it's just this. Like, I hope we really do more of this type of Star Wars storytelling, Star Wars art, Star Wars animation. I hope this becomes kind of like a season thing, like they do different different films each each year. Because I, I think it's going to be great. Like Like you're saying. It it ties so together, like the lightsabers are really Japanese inspired by the, uh you know, with the kind of samurai look to them. So it's huge. I think this is going to be really big for Lucasfilm. I think it's going to be big for people who are fans of anime to have something Star Wars now. And Even then for, fans that aren't, yeah. Fans right. that aren't anime fans, getting exactly. exposure to it is going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be huge. I think this is perfect for people like like you said. I'm not I I enjoy anime. I'm I'm I sh- I need to really dive deeper into it cuz it is amazing stuff. Like just yeah. storytelling, animation, and all that is really great. 
So mixing the two, I think is going to be great. And like you're saying, it's going to open a lot of other people's eyes to anime, which I think really is big as well. And maybe this will be big for people that are just, like we just said, like anime fans who aren't Star Wars fans, bringing everything together and make it make it bigger than what it is. So yeah, I'm excited. This is the artwork low, man. I was just like, oh my God, like the lightsabers looked great. The 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 concept art just looked amazing for what they were showing with the different styles. I mean, it's yeah, it's this is gonna be great. It's gonna be great, 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 great. Uh, any final thoughts on it, Andrew, at all with the visions? Uh, I I just like that there's a lot of different types of stories that they're telling. They're not just all um, Jedi centered. You know, there's a couple about droids. Um, I think it's cool that there's going to be one about two twins that are dark side twins. Yeah, <laughs> I feel ooh, like that's going to be rad. That's going to be great, right? So, uh, the ninth Jedi. I mean, it all just sounds so great. So, um, I I have always been excited for uh this project, and like you said, I hope it continues, and I think it will because, um, they still have uh Ronan coming out, right? Star Wars Visions Ronin. Is that a novel that's going to, uh, anime novel that's being released? Yeah. 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 I think so. I think and so. And then plus, uh, what's the one that Justina Ireland is writing? The Edge of Something? That's anime. Yes. Um, yes as well. Yep. 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 You're so right. I, I do believe Lucasfilm will continue this, um, branch of, um, Asian, um, animation, Japanese animation. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It, it's, it's going to be great. I think just being the the two make so much sense. Like we kind of been saying, and now that we're getting it, I think it's going to, it's going to be rad. God, it's going to be, look, it's going to look so good. Some of those shots that they are showing were just absolutely gorgeous. I can't wait. Can't wait. All right. So let's, uh, let's dive into bad batch episode 10 common ground. Solid episode. Uh, again, I, I the the story they're telling the I like I've been enjoying the slow burn of it. We're learning a lot about these characters, you know, moving forward. I think they're really telling a very complete story with this group, with these characters. Super excited. So, Andrew, I'll throw it to you first. Kind of your thoughts on the overall episode? Any themes? Any kind of big moments that stuck out with you? For this episode? This episode was really pretty, you know? It really was, right? It was. Raxus looked amazing. Uh, It was cool to be back in Raxus. Last time we were there uh, was when, interesting enough, remember Ahsoka went there and realized that not all Separatists are bad people, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Interesting. So, um... The first thing I thought when I watched this episode was I tweeted about this other day where I get kind of frustrated watching Clone Wars because good guys are bad guys and bad guys are good guys and good guys are good guys and bad guys are bad guys. And it's kind of hard to keep up with who's who. (laughs) Right. So uh, I feel like the Clone Force 99 is going through that right now. And I don't really know how far that's going to take them to like put them in the Rebel Alliance or where they're going to be. But um, it's nice for them to come to terms with some things that had happened. Um, You know, I feel like this was a really strong story for Echo because, I mean, he was mistreated the most uh, with the Separatists. So um, it was it was fun 
that they were separated from Omega and seeing how they missed her. Hunter like was like, we're going to send Omega up here. And he's like, she's not here. That was awesome. Uh, and then, you know, I think the little sneak peek we got at the end that she's um, this fierce strategist is going to be very interesting and gets my mind churning about who she could be or we know what she is, but is she even more so? Um, I thought it was a good episode. I know people say filler, slower, all that stuff. Whatever, man. It's it's storytelling. I like it. I, I liked this episode. I I mean, it was good. Yeah, I, I just agree. I The word filler always bothers me because I don't think, especially with Dave Filoni, there's nothing filler. Like, there's reasons why he does certain things, certain themes come up, certain situations come up. Because it always comes back around 100% all the time. But yeah, I mean, to go off of what you said, the episode overall in animation was gorgeous. Like, God, this stuff is getting better and better each week. Like, just how detailed. Just stunning. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. just how they've come, like, full circle from Clone Wars to now. It's been crazy. Like, it, it's been a really nice to see. But yeah, I mean, let's talk about, obviously, they... they we we follow the Bad Batch and then we have Omega with Sid. So interesting that they split up the pair, but I like that they did that because again, you get two two things going on in this episode for me. So, you know, like you said up top, you know, it's the clone force ninety nine having to trust separatists, who they have always known to be bad guys. But now you see this world turning to where now the separatists in the former, you know, um, well, I can't remember what they used to call Republic? them. Republic. Republic are now in the same boat together. You know, now it's it's the common person is the empire. And now even the separatists, you know, we have the senator, Senator Avi Singh, you know, openly rebel against them. So now you have people that are seeing the the bigger picture as in, okay, the Empire is actually not good for anybody. The Republic, old separatists, whoever, they're not good. So now you see that that the idea, this formation of people coming together for for the better good of the galaxy. So you see the the seeds of the rebellion, of the alliance forming from episodes like this because it shows that, you know, it wasn't just Republic that, you know, were rebelling against the empire. A lot of everybody, you know, a lot of people were and they were, they were separatists that were against the Republic. So, you know, having enemies become friends to fight against the common good is a, again, that's so star Wars and it's great to see, you know, so obviously with Senator Avi Singh, you know, I like that at the, you know, obviously they have to go extract them. That's their job. They extract them. But before he gets on the ship, he kind of thinks to himself, like, what am I doing? I need to stay here and fight and for my people. But like Hunter said, you have to survive to live another day. So the idea of, you know, yeah, you're leaving, but you're doing it to help the 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 bigger picture of fighting against the Empire. So again, it's these ideas, this theme of people coming together. I loved it. This is it's good stuff, good storytelling. Again, it mixes well with what we know in canon and what is going on currently in the galaxy where the empire is trying to control, not obviously just Republic, you know, planets, but 
separatist planets and people are not okay with it. You know, so it, it's great to see that. And then obviously with Omega, I love Omega and Sid. I love their relationship. It's so like mother daughter kind of, I guess, or however you want to aunt, aunt niece kind of thing. But I like the message again with, with her to Omega about, you know, don't be helpless, do something like you, just because you're not on the mission doesn't mean you can't do something to help out behind the scenes. And again, that's such a star Wars thing where just cause you're not on the front lines doesn't mean you can't do things. I mean, you look at Mon Mothma, you looked at uh, Padme, Bail Organa. They were doing stuff behind the scenes as senators. You know, they weren't on the front lines doing stuff like Clone Force 99 or maybe even Ahsoka at some points or the Rebels when we watch them. You know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes doing stuff. And, you know, for Omega to learn that, you know, just because she's not on the mission doesn't mean she can't be useful and be helpful to the greater good it's huge. And I think like you're saying her being like this, this smart strategist opens up a lot of things for me. I don't know about you, but is she force sensitive? I don't think she is. I think she's just very smart, you know, strategic person, kind of like tech and Hunter, but maybe even more so. So, and again, I love the whole father daughter bit with Hunter, you know, him not wanting her to go staying with Sid telling her that she, he needs to keep a low profile, but then she goes and shows that she can play the um, the hollow chest and Sid uses that. And she even pays off because of, because of Omega, their, their debt with Sid is, is done. It's huge. So I, those are the things that kind of step out with me uh, as far as this episode. Anything else with you, with Omega or the Bad Batch specifically, Andrea, that kind of caught your eye story-wise? Do you think there's any kind of uh, foreshadowing for her strategery that she I, might yeah. be something a little more than just Django's cl- first-generation clone? It could be, right? Because, I mean, why why put that in there? Because right. they've, they've been hinting at it, I feel like. I don't know about you. They've been hinting at how kind of smart she is. So, like, why do that? What's the payoff? I think we'll get the answers, but she does seem to be a lot smarter than, like you're saying, like a Boba, like a, a, a Django. So was she altered maybe in some way, shape, or form more than Boba? Because maybe Boba's super pure. Maybe she's altered. a. But although Tech said she wasn't altered at all. but I mean, who knows, though? I, I doubt it, but, I mean, maybe she's just was born that way as far as being smart. I mean, what do you think? What do you think this whole road leads to? She's a Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) When you think of people that are strategic and are 20 steps ahead of people, you immediately, I immediately go to him. Obviously. You're not wrong though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who is one of the masterminds? Right. He is. And he's, you know, linked to Camino and he loves to clone things. So that's right. Like, it's his pastime. So, um, yeah, I go there. I don't think we're going we're gonna to go there because I don't think Star Wars ever likes going to the first go to, you know, they're right. smarter than that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where my mind goes. And if it goes there, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at it, you know, 
It'd be interesting. It'd be an interesting take, right? It'd be, it'd be bold. I think if they went out, don't you think? I think that'd be yeah. It'd, it'd make a little bold. bit more sense than uh, putting Ray with Palpatine. But <laughs> that's that's fair. Am I stirring the pot? <laughs> Let's rehash those two-year-old <laughs> theories and God. everything. Oh my Rise of Skywalker, you hurt me so bad. <laughs> but, I mean, but can you throw that theory away? I don't think you can. No, I don't think so. I'm going to hold on to it for a little mean, bit. Right. Who is the smartest guy? Like, who is always 20 steps ahead? It's freaking him. So, but right. I agree with you. I don't think they'll go that route. I think maybe it's just... You know, just very similar to the Clone Force 99, like Wrecker's super strong, Hunter can track, Tech's very savvy. You know, maybe that's just her thing. I, I mean, I, but again, I don't know what, from what we know, she's not altered in any way, shape, or form. So, but could she be? Because that one Kaminoan is very protected of her. But I think exactly. there's something more, don't you think? I mean, what, kind of, what's your thoughts on that? Something more. She, it's either force sensitive or like she's genetically tied to someone very strong in the empire now. So that's what that's I fair. think. So maybe yeah. she's like, uh, who's who's someone else in the empire that I could pick? No one. Just Palpatine. <laughs> Just Palpatine. <laughs> it always comes back to the old guy. <laughs> Just that wrinkled raisin, that man. <laughs> but we did get a cool character, I thought, this week. Of I think her name is Captain Bragg. So, again, a new Imperial uh, soldier female. So that was kind of cool to see. Again, I'm loving the storyline of seeing the Empire from, like, basically day one to how they're trying to unify the galaxy what's their strategy what are they trying to do so clearly now we know that they went to these planets occupied them under false pretense of unifying a galaxy to make it a better place and again we get senators like ava singh saying no this is bs i don't think we should be doing this or you should be doing this we need to stand our ground and it was cool to see that, you know, his his people were 100% in agreement with him. But then you get that great shot of the walkers coming, the clone trooper. Like, it was, yeah. So, I mean. He had some what, great Star Wars sounds in there. Like, there's an interrogation interrogation droid. Yep. There was, like, the the warning um, yeah, alarm. The alarm. Yeah. I mean, there were some really genuine Star Wars sounds in this episode that I really liked. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was good stuff. So, you know, I, I want to focus on maybe Omega a little bit more because I think her story is super in- interesting. Because again, we're we're following. I feel like we're following her story to a point where it could lead to a bunch of different things, right? I think we talked about last week about maybe her showing up in in the Book of Boba Fett because. I don't obviously think she'll be killed or anything like that at the end of the series. My prediction is that either a, we do another season, right. And we continue the story or they hide her somewhere. And again, maybe Boba finds out somehow we, maybe we find that out in book of Boba Fett or something because of, um, Fennec Shan. 
So again, possibilities are out there. It's going to be interesting to see, but I like her. Her arc is really interesting because, you know, from the beginning of the show, she's, you know, wide eyed, you know, kicking dirt for the first time, which is really cool. It's a very kind of Ray thing, but now she is so invested in being a part of this crew and wanting to go on missions. But then obviously her being a kid, they're reluctant. Well, let's say Hunter is more than anybody. I think Wrecker and the other people or the other Bad Batchers are like, well, she's she's fine. You know, even Wrecker said that she looks fine to me. So Hunter is one that's very more reluctant than any of the other Bad Batchers. But I think with Omega, I wonder if what will happen because of what she was doing in that bar Will that, as Hunter said, because she wasn't keeping a low profile, will that bring heat on them now? Is that when they maybe they leave SIDS? Do they have to then run away? Or because at this point, the Empire doesn't still seem to be all about the Bad Batch. They really don't care. So, but now I feel like because they extracted Senator Singh, I think now they're totally on the Empire's radar. And I think. I don't know. My prediction, I think we'll get crosshair next episode. And I think we'll start heading towards that journey of maybe them clashing. Cause we only got six episodes left, which is, I mean, not a lot really. I mean, not a lot of time to kind of fill in these gaps that were, that we have still again, unless they go into another season. So your thoughts, Andrea, like uh, Omega, Hunter, Bad Batch, do we see them now leaving SIDS? Do we feel the Empire is going to be on their tail now, now that they've extracted a a senator that, you know, probably didn't, you know, that the Empire is not going to like that a lot? What, do you, what kind of what are your thoughts moving forward with with the story? Yeah, I think I, I think we leave SIDS. Uh, I think that was a... Using Omega in the hollow chest, paying off their debt was a good way to kind of flow through that quickly and them not being tied to doing missions for Sid anymore. So I do think we we get out of that and then we start moving towards, um, you know, the Bad Batch versus the Empire, which is it's totally set up right now and bringing Crosshair back in and then um, discovering who omega is i mean it's just moving the story right along in a in a nice subtle fantastic way storytelling way so um i think that we're there i think we're gonna start to really feel uh the pressure and the stakes going on um i feel like we're gonna question whether some of our heroes are gonna make it uh i think it's gonna be you know just action-packed and amazing i and i do expect a twist i do not like a twist but like a shocker like uh i'm expecting a a star wars reveal i guess is what i'm i'm waiting for if we don't get that i will be surprised because i think that's what i have like churning in my head is that something is big with omega Boba Fett has to be brought back into the picture. He's been mentioned already. You know, that's where we got to go. If it doesn't get there and it's just the story about these, these clones <laughs> and this kid, man, cool. I had fun while I was watching it. And it, it doesn't have to tie into the bigger picture or put some new spin on something else. It doesn't have to do that. I'm just telling you, I'm expecting it to. 
No, I would agree because I think how they're telling this story and then we know Book of Boba Fett is coming later on this year and just how connected this story is to like Jango Fett, Boba, it only makes sense for them to do that type of connection. Will it be a huge connection though? That's where I don't think it's going to be huge, but I think they will tie it in together in some way, shape or form. You know, and I think Omega is obviously the key. Like you're saying, we really don't know who she is yet. I mean, what the information we have on her is still kind of, okay, she's an unaltered clone from Django that I don't think, obviously, Django knew. I The command, the Kaminoans definitely did it behind his back. So, because his only request was from Attack of the Clones was to have one altered son of Boba. So even Django doesn't know that I think they used his genetic material to create another unaltered, fe- you know, a female version. It's got Palpatine written all over it. I, I, I mean, I, again, <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. You can't throw away that idea. I mean, clearly away, because again, it is a very behind the back type of thing. Now, again, the Kaminoans are, kind of sneaky now that we're learning about them a lot. So could it be that they were trying to do it to show how important they are so that in case they need to, you know, revamp their, you know, their cloning, they have this girl. I don't know. I mean, maybe again, but like you said, could it be Palpatine talking to the one, the one Cam Nolan saying, Hey, do this behind everybody's back. Let me know how it goes. It's very possible. It's super possible. So, yeah, I think especially with with the bounty hunters on their back, too, because we still have that. We still have Cab Bane out there. Fennec Shan, I don't know, because it seems like that deal kind of got wrapped up a couple episodes ago because all she told, I think it was either Lama Say, was, you know, if you need me, you know how to reach me. So, but will that call get made? Because now that I think the Bad Batch is going to get more pressure. I think that's going to tell her that Omega needs to get pulled out in some way, shape, or form. Because if she gets caught, then she knows that the other Kaminoan wants to, you know, and, and you know, take what they need and then obviously dispose of her. So it's going to be a very interesting kind of these last six episodes. And I really hope we dive into more, for me, of the Kaminoan versus Empire. Because that storyline is still... Utterly fantastic. Kind of what are your yeah, thoughts about all that? Too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think our, um, our final scenes and our final episode is like, a, a what happens to Camino? Because from what we know, it doesn't exist anymore. It's not used anymore. The right. facility to create clones. If it was, you know, Palpatine wouldn't be making Snokes and pickle jars. So obviously something right. happened to Camino. So I hope we get that answered. Well, what's interesting too, is that obviously in the previous episode, they were Cat Bane took Omega. It was a former cloning facility. Right. So maybe it's not the empire, but maybe the Kaminoans were like, let's just bounce. True. Take our stuff. Let's get the hell out of here so then the Empire can't use what we have. I mean, that would be an interesting, I think, an interesting twist that it's actually the Kaminoans that stop their own facility and stop their own thing for whatever reason. Maybe it is because of the Empire, because 
because of what the Empire wants to do or whatnot. I think that'd be an interesting twist. But I, I do see that somehow we will find out, like you're saying, what happens to that facility. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. So I think I'm going to watch The Rise of Skywalker today. I think I need to bring it back. <laughs> That's fair. Snoke pickle jars. That's a good Snoke pickled <laughs> Snokes. But, that, but you, I mean, you make a good point because, I mean, if Camino was still around and everything, why wouldn't he, I mean, why wouldn't they be using them? Because obviously they used them before, but, but again, we know that the Empire, you know, literally hours after he makes that announcement of, you know, reforming everything, they were at Camino saying, okay, we don't need you anymore. You know, Tarkin was there, Rampart was there saying... You guys are done. We don't need you. We're going a different route. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, he is, Palpatine is always 20 steps ahead. So there's something going on behind the scenes. And I hope, I hope we get that. I hope we get that fleshed out. Cause I really, I really love that storyline of Camino versus the empire. And it's, and it's, it's, it's still unfinished. And I think they need to wrap it up in some way to where it all makes sense, you know? And I, I mean, what crosshair, are we going to see him again? I mean, I, I mean, I know we will, but like, do yeah, we start sure. seeing him more because mm-hmm. we're getting towards the end or maybe the last three episodes is when we really see him again? What are your thoughts? I mean, obviously he's going to be done for. I mean, if you ask me, he, I don't think he sees the end of the season because. I mean, the Empire doesn't value him, honestly. That's you fair. know. The minute they have Clone Force 99 or if he's gone, whatever, they don't value him whatsoever. So I don't see him surviving the show. But I think he's a great, um, I hope he turns. I Maybe we'll get a redemption out of him where they get his chip out or whatever. Who knows? Maybe that will happen. But um, I just don't think he survives the show. No, that's an interesting, that's an interesting take because I, I always thought that he would, but I don't know. Now you're, I kind of question it now though, right? Because of what happened in that one episode of him being completely burned and everything like that. And that's a really good point about them not value, valuing him because I mean, obviously Rampart and Tarkin were like, all right, yeah, let him lead the elite squad. And then eventually we don't need him anymore. So like, does that lead to him? Like you're saying, maybe that turns him and maybe he, start some type of like we kind of talked about last week maybe crosshair's the guy that starts the whole revolution on camino which would be wild but i'd be here for it but I, we'll see we'll see man i think it's it's just a lot of unknowns and that's what i kind of like about the show so far is that you think you know where it's going but then I, I think like you said they they kind of twist it in a way you're like well okay maybe maybe not and then I, I, I 100% agree with that. There will be something in these last few episodes that will do a, tw- not like you're saying, a twist, a Star Wars twist that will be like, wow, okay, that did not see that coming. It makes total sense and will lead to other, other either storytelling, other, you know, connections to, you know, maybe like we're saying Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. It's a lot of knowns, a lot of cool stuff, though. So final thoughts, so Ange, on this episode, anything you want to bring up and missed? There is going to be an Omega Hunter tragedy. Oh, is that, that what you're thinking? Hands down. Hands think- down. 
I mean, I hate to say you're right, but I think (laughs) you might be right. I don't know. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a tragedy in in the future. I mean, it's Dave Filoni. I mean, he likes to pull at our hearts at random times. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, it would only make sense for something to happen. But we'll see, man. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where they go. And they're, I mean, where, what? Where what is the ultimate kind of end game? Because right now, it seems like yeah they're protecting Omega from the bounty hunters from the Kaminoans. Because I don't think they know yet. They don't know who sent these bounty hunters, so they still have to they still have to realize that it wasn't the Empire, that it's the Kaminoans, and but one is one is trying to save I think Omega the other. As he doesn't want to mega around. So those are realizations that I think the Bad Batch have to come to eventually. And maybe we start that next week because, again, only six episodes left. And we got some stuff to tie up. So we'll see how it goes, man. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Anything else you want to bring up before we bounce on out? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Can't wait for next Friday. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. There's just a lot of twists. And I think you're right. There's going to be a twist. Twisty twist, <laughs> but we don't know. And tragedy is tragedy and a twist. <laughs> Double T. Double T in it. Double T. Dang. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to our Bad Batch uh, episode 10 Common Ground recap and our thoughts on the Star Wars visions. Again, oh God, I can't. If you guys haven't seen that sneak peek stuff for visions, go check it out because it's amazing it's on the star wars youtube and obviously go to starwars.com there's an article by dan brooks breaks some uh breaks a lot of it down it's good stuff go check it out and just get ready for it because september 22nd is when it comes it's gonna be it's gonna be great i think it's gonna be something unique that star wars hasn't done and it's gonna be really fascinating i think it's gonna be really really cool so all right, Andrea, let the good people know where they can find you on the socials. You can follow me on Twitter at R2D2Step. I tweet about Star Wars and BTS, guys. That's all there is. Occasionally, Dave Matthews. Probably a lot of Dave Matthews coming up because it's like he's going back on tour. I'm going to see him in August. I can't get over it. I can't believe it. Wow. Oh, you are? Where's, where in August? Uh, it, uh, DTE, Pine Ob, whatever oh, you okay. want to call it. And probably down in Ohio. Um, nice. Yeah. So, man, I can't wait to see a Dave show. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, so, coming back, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. Can't wait. Good stuff. All right, you guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me, Low Row Nose, on Twitter and Instagram. And then follow the Galactic Podcast at the Galactic Pod. And you can follow or you can listen to this episode, obviously, much more on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the good stuff. We're there. Leave a uh, rate review uh, where you can. We appreciate it. It helps us out. And as always, people, may that force be with you. Always. Always. Always.